Episode 566, November 8, 2021. Mike O'Mara, Radio Entertainment. This is The Robin Joe Show. Two minutes until showtime. A great show. Listening to The Robin Joe Show. Robbie Robinson does not get enough credit. The Robin Joe Show, my two favorite guys. You're listening to The Rob and Joe Show. Do you feel lucky? Do you get The Rob and Joe Show. I've got with Rob and Joe before, and they do an amazing job. Go back on that Rob and Joe Show. The Rob and Joe Show. The Rob and Joe Show is my favorite. Rob Mayer, Joe Robinson, here they are. Please secure your belongings. Keep your arms and legs inside the car at all times. And remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. Now, here's Rob Mayer and Joe Robinson. Monday! Yes, it's Monday! I'm waiting all week, and as it's time for Rob and Joe. Chat room Monday! It's 7.30, that's when I hear live Rob and Joe. Done with Monday! Oh, it's been a hard day, thank God it's time for Rob and Joe. Well, I'm now in a, an NFL postgame uh, broadcaster, Joe Robinson. Yeah, no, dude, I was super excited about that. We talked about that last week, didn't we? I believe we did, yeah. That you were going to be. Well, tell us about it. Tell us about your experience. Now, you've done that before with me. Yes, uh, sort of. We're just, it feels like, different, in a or something. It's, it feels different when the program director says, I want you there instead of me going, will you help me out? Of course. It, it definitely feels different. And You're getting paid. That helps. You're getting paid. I did feel... Uh, I wouldn't say nervous, but I definitely felt like I needed you had to you had to yeah. seriously. You had, people were seriously. going to be listening, and you wanted them to have a positive opinion of what you did. Right, and the guy whose seat that I sat in, who I he left and I sat in, it was Keith Mills, mm-hmm. who's a you know a, a staple in the yeah, uh, Baltimore and, TV and radio sports scene. And you said when you saw Keith, you didn't get the warm reaction that you thought you that you normally get from him. He's always very happy to see me. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just because in the morning, you know, I, I actually would talk sports with him yeah. as opposed to, you know, uh-huh. those and he, guys. And when you saw him, it was probably the end of a you know, 14-hour Yeah, day. I think he was just tired and just ready to, to get out of there. But uh, it was a particularly exciting game to talk about. God, it so really was helps. for multiple reasons. If you watch the – we won't spend a lot of time talking about the game itself, but it is the third double-digit comeback – for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson this year, and the narrative on him was that he couldn't come back. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, that was the thing, that. that he couldn't come back. And, by the way, he can come back. Yeah, he yeah. Can, clearly he can at an elite level right now. But there, uh, the the uh, the boss man texted and said it sounded good. So, I will. Uh, of course, I'm going away, so I'll, there's a Thursday night game, which uh, you wouldn't want to do that anyways because that's a – a 2 a.m. gig or something. Oh, yeah. How late that would even go. Is that even a thing? Do they even do that? I think they do, like a shortened one. But then there's the next Sunday, the 21st, I'll be gone. But the 28th, I'll be back, which that's also a Sunday night game. So you're only going to so miss one. Be, well, yeah, the Thursday, which I probably wouldn't have done anyways. I wonder. Oh, so well, okay. No, the Thursday you're going to miss, but you'll be back for the next one? No, no, no. I missed the next one. So I might volunteer for that to kind of hold the spot. You think that would be a good idea? Um. 
Do you want to do that? It's not a matter of wanting to. I don't like for them to. Well, they have... knew that he when when he asked me, he knew that. I wonder, but I'm just wondering if they're like, oh, well, we'll have so and so come, and I don't want so and so. I want it to be me or you. Okay, I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't even thought about that, but I'll be back on the 28th, which is again it's a Sunday night game, so it'll be there late night, and then I leave uh, for Cuba that morning. So, but uh, no, it was good. It was it changed my Sunday because you know normally I watch the Ravens, but I'm also watching red zone. Uh-huh. Uh, that maybe the Ravens on my phone and then red zone. And, it actually, and here I was just, just Ravens. And I also recorded the game and, you know, I, I was taking notes. I mean, it was different. It was a different experience, but it was also enjoyable to just watch a game. Oh and yeah. Nothing else. And also you're thinking about, okay, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. And sometimes that gives you a little bit of a, uh, you, maybe you can't relax a whole lot, but I, I kind of like that. I kind of like yeah. looking for things that you want to talk about, especially when they win. Yeah, and it's interesting because their game's been so crazy this year. You you know, I'm, I might have a narrative in my head in the first half, and then like eight crazy things happened right yeah, before the game which did. Right, and you're like, I don't, is that even worth mentioning now? But uh, it was a good experience, and uh, we got some good love on uh, Twitter, I believe. So two things. Did somebody all... just say they want us to be uh... – you know, together. Yeah, they did say that. And while you're looking Shout for that, out Rodney. Mac said in chat, great bonus show this week, Robbie. Hey, we're on that too, Mac. Yeah, shout out Alex, by the way. So it was great to hear both Rob and Joe as part of the Ravens broadcasts. And then Rodney chimed in as well. Uh, thank you. Um, look, no, it was a great Robbie bonus show episode. He was, there was a lot of meat on the Robbie belt. Oh, no, there was. And of course, Robbie, I thought was particularly ridiculous. And that yes. helped. And and I want to talk about that, but real quick, you got you guys gave me some uh, um, flack. I don't know, not really about not having your absence booked yet. But we have Eric Woodworth, who's going to be here next Monday. So you got Eric, okay? That's and then the next Monday after that, we're going to have Justin Schlegel. Are those are those good gets? Well, those are great gets. And then. I haven't done the week after that yet, that but maybe Katie, who knows? We'll but get there. moving. Who knows mm -hmm. what's happening? So Eric and Gramps aren't going to get to be on together again? Well, I mean, I'll have Gramps in here, but, you know, I mean, I, I, that'll drive me nuts if he's in here the whole time. <laughs> so I'll bring him in for, uh, you know, I guess maybe, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. We'll do that. Do you want to get into uh, what somebody said about Robbie on the Boner Show? Before you do, that quote. before you do, yes. I am not a technical person, but can they turn up the sound on their end? By the way, you don't have to be a technical person to want volume up. You yeah. Know, everyone's wanted that yes. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Is it better, Robbie? Is it any better? See, I can't hear a difference on my end. It's what's coming out over to them, I, and I can't tell what the issue is there. So Max says, shocking. Joe makes it about him, not the fans. All right. We'll have Gramps on. Gramps will be on the whole show. Yep. Uh, the franchise, uh, shout out to him, says, speaking about our, our latest bonus show, Robbie Robinson is a sick individual. This episode is worth every dollar I've spent and ever will spend on the Rob and Joe Show Patreon. And then he quotes you saying, you, Joe, saying, do you have any self-awareness? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to, I mean, seriously, folks, it's five bucks. And then not only do you get this last episode, because there's things that are happening in our lives that we don't, you know, we maybe yeah. we touch on or we don't touch on at all. But in the bonus show, we really get into it. So you're not only getting that episode, you get every single bonus episode we've ever had. Well, speaking about things that are going on in our lives, we talked about this on the bonus show. You would have found this out earlier, but I can now reveal this now. Mm -hmm. 
because it's happening in 25 minutes. Okay, what's that? In tw- okay, so we talked about this on the bonus show. You would have gotten an early preview, but I wasn't allowed to post about it on social media, and I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Okay, so long story short, we told this on the bonus, but I sang a song on 98 Rock. People enjoyed it. You can hear the reasons why if you're a bonus show, if you're a Patreon member. Then I sang another song, a duet with Paul Mittermeier. People enjoyed that. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to have Chris Daughtry, former American Idol contestant and uh, famed rock and roller. Yes. Right? And what they're going to do is they're going to have a Zoom call with him where myself, Paul Mittermeier, who who does sports on 98 Rock, Mm -hmm. and Josh Spiegel sing for him, and then he evaluates our talent and abilities. Sure. And... That's going to be on television tonight, or is it the is it on the previews tonight on online? So uh, it will not be on television tonight. Mm-hmm. The segment will be on ninety eight Rock's Facebook tonight. Gotcha. Okay, and of course, you know I had some trepidation. Is that the right word? Because I know Gramps will obsess over that, and every time I come in, he's going to be listening to yeah. it. So I, so I mean, I and and here I'm not. It's not my proudest thing. I, I think I, you do quite. I, well. I think it's a good segment, but you know, it's not. It's you not my stand. Tell people what you sang. Yeah, I sang uh, "Bring It On Home to Me" by Sam Cooke is what I sang, and Joe Robinson noted uh, R and B soul singer. That's correct. It was a lot of soul. You know, if I had to do it over again, I think I would have started a little lower. What do you think of that, Robbie? If I had to do it, if I had to do it over again, no, you, that's the key. You needed to sing it in. Well, I wasn't really singing it in, in a, any key, as as you no, hear Chris Dawkins. Well, say. he was exaggerating, <laughs> but you were mainly on key. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Now, has Gramps heard it? He hasn't, and I'm wondering. Here's the thing. Will he log? Will he, will he know how to? Quit the show and go on 98 Rock's Facebook to listen. I don't know if he'll be able to do that. But let me tell you what is going to make him nuts. That they're taking it down. They're going to air it, Uh, and then they're going to get comments so they can then put those comments on the segment. I got you. That makes sense. And then they're going to take it down. And what's going to happen is my father's going to be looking for it, and he's going to panic (laughs) because it's not going to be available anymore. I'm sure there's a way is that he can watch this. You can he can record the actual TV show. <laughs> yeah, that I'd prefer that he not. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I so, mean, you trying to make the you know the chat hate you right now. You're not. You're going to deprive Gramps of just. Watching I'm not going to deprive his, him. His I, I'm, I, I'm not going to listen. Okay, so I used to do these little vignettes. Is that the right way to say a man on the street vignettes for yeah. Mickey Coachella's cable TV show? And Dude, we've all done things. You don't have to brag. And, and my father has them somehow <laughs> on his television. And I used to come in. He 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 watches them like like it's a church service. I, he's, he's proud of you. I I know that, but also it's like God. I I don't know. I, it feels not humble, I guess, to constantly be seeing myself performing. If that makes sense. It's it's not playing on a loop in your in your house. And People so, and in. then there was also that roast we did of Wendy Townsend. My dad listens yeah. to it nonstop. You know what I mean? <laughs> the same jokes over and over. And and it, I, look, thank you. I know he loves me, and I know he's proud of me. But like that, I'm just, I, I don't love that. Maybe I need to figure out why. Maybe it's about me. But mm. I, you know, I, I, 
I, Robbie, I, are you the same way towards your? It father? feels prideful, right? It feels prideful to just be like, "Look at, look at me! Please look at my my You're content." Not You're not. Yeah, it's not like you're forcing him to watch it. He enjoys it, and yes, it's a little bit crazy that he watches. I, because I do, I have them on my TiVo as well, and I watch them. Every once every like five years, I'll go right, back and look course, at Right, of course, yeah. But Dad's I, like looking at him like on a weekly basis or daily basis. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever show these to a, a girlfriend, Robbie? I did. I have. You've showed the man on the street things to uh, to girlfriends. Yeah, the uh, Darkon cardboard shield battle. Do they like them? <laughs> yeah, they think they're funny. Mm -hmm. Do you ever show your girlfriends any of my comedy? Yeah, do you ever show them Rob Mayer's uh, a, a dry bar comedy show? No, but I talk about Rob all the time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I talk about you going to perform for the troops and how you yeah. could be freezing your ass off. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of that, I leave Wednesday. Did I, we're recording this Monday night. Don't worry, I'll get the show out Tuesday. Uh, 7 a.m. out of Dallas. Nice, bright and early. And it's Dallas. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it, at that time, it's a 45 Reagan is drive. the worst airport, right? Yeah, I, I haven't. I almost never fly. Are you getting Reagan. dropped off? Are you are you lifting there? How what are you doing? Tawana's dropping me off, and then she's heading to her sisters, and they're heading to Portsmouth for her grandmother's funeral. Oh, jeez. So it's a it's a long day, but um, yeah, it's uh, I fly to Seattle, and then and then to Alaska. It's about eleven hours total. Hey, real That's quick, over. I, we, I have some some packing questions for you, but Mac Please. just said, would Robbie ever add the audio from Joe's clips to his lovemaking playlist? Mm. Of course not. No? no? Hey, what do you think of this? Well, that makes no sense, but what about Joe's singing? Yeah, would you put <laughs> Bring It On Home To Me and Under The Sea? No. And oh. The Girl Is Mine on there? No. How much money, just in the middle of your playlist, one of those just is in there? It wouldn't be that much, would it, Robbie? I mean, I'd do it for that for a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks is okay. Yeah, that sounds right. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I have a hundred dollars. Yeah, well, I think we could have got Mac to to fork that over, but oh yeah, damn, you sort of misplayed that. Which one would you choose? I would bring you, it on home. Of course, I would use the same Cook song, but um, <laughs> under but the what, what, what would weird. what would be the value in you guys doing that? I mean, you know, you're not. I'm not going to put a. Uh, it make you last longer. <laughs> it would, it may, might make her last less longer. It might bring her to completion. <laughs> yeah. What if she immediately <laughs> orgasms? What if she could only orgasm <laughs> to Joe singing Disney songs? <laughs> <laughs> then, it, then it escalates. He has to be there live doing it. Yeah. Man, Robbie, treat me with a lot more respect. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. Living in the night on Broadway. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, 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 it's on Broadway. What is that? The uh, the BG song. Yeah, the BG song. I know. Maybe it's a lot to ask. Something sidewalks. Yeah. Yeah, sidewalks. <laughs> there I am. Could you ever just do a compilation of all of Joe's singing? Isn't yeah. there a Wake Me Up Before You Go? Yeah, though? yeah. Isn't that on there back yeah. in the day? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, he's got a that. project tune from the start. <laughs> but over one year later, they're still doing their part. Yep. I yep. got this one. And the two of us need look no more. Why was I singing that? Oh, <laughs> oh I know why. Because Jeremy. It's a Jeremy Matthews song. Says. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. And then Eric didn't. He said you sent it to Eric. And he didn't. He He'd never, never heard, heard that song, song before. He never yeah. heard of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he never heard of Rats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, that's a good one. I mean, we could do a whole album. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather listen I to that? I love you more than he. <laughs> Would you rather listen to that or Jeremy's songs? That. <laughs> yeah, at least they're hits. How before. much to have a Jeremy song in the sex playlist? Ugh. A thousand? <laughs> a thousand. I don't think we're going to get that. What if you did the Pearl Power Hour? That was yeah. a... I want insurance, man. No thanks. <laughs> so anyway, we did talk about... Um, you talked about me going to Alaska? And, yeah, and we and talked Hawaii about you morning. going to Alaska and Hawaii and that it was on the same leg of the trip. And how that... Gosh, I mean, the idea of packing, because I just looked at the 10 drave forecast. Can you please read the temperatures yeah. that are available to you now? This mm -hmm. is in Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah, I'm in uh, where Rob is going to be. Anchorage to start, but only for two days. And Anchorage is like normal our winter, like for right now. It's like 2530. Not right now, but our normal. Right. And winter. you get there on Wednesday. But right? I get to Anchorage Wednesday, but then we fly to Fairbanks on Friday, Friday. Okay. where it's a high of zero. High of zero. Low of negative two. Negative two. And then, then we have a high of negative one. That's Thursday. That's the no. We're going Friday, Saturday. Okay, Saturday. Yeah. Sorry. Then Sunday we go high of negative three, low of negative <laughs> five. <laughs> So we, and then I leave on the warmest day, Wednesday. Start the trek to Hawaii when it's a nice four degrees. <laughs> Ball me. Are you going to wear a coat? I, I, you know, I don't know. By that point, I'll be used to it. But I have bought uh, several. I've bought like a fleece long underwear set. I because uh, they say don't no cotton. It shouldn't be your 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 first layer. Cotton something about be? absorbing or not absorbing moisture or something that cotton's bad. So any sort of polyester or fleece or something. Or so wood. I was thinking about this, and you're going to be there for how many days? Be in Alaska for a week, and then uh, and then Hawaii for. So Alaska week. and in Fairbanks for the Fairbanks for, the majority, the five of the seven days, and that's Fairbanks. where the, you got those tiny little numbers. Yeah, that's where we're in the uh, you know two to negative. Yes, five sometimes range. these numbers sit to the opposite side of the zero right right by the way i love that they give those like what's the difference like what would i do it yeah it's three like, yeah, you I, can't leave the right that i'm not going to do it at negative you two, can't go outdoors yeah. so what we were saying is so you really should just pack for alaska and then you should bring like two t-shirts two pair of shorts and a pair of sandals and just wash whatever you're not wearing the that the you know what i mean when you're in hawaii um that's a theory, but I have some like, uh, like very breathable like, light like chino pants that I thought would be my my walking around Hawaii. You're gonna wear pants in Hawaii? Well, I don't want to show my white legs, so. Well, you can make you can get tan while you're there, or get red or whatever. I I haven't been able to get my legs tanned in about twenty years, so uh. the fact the fact that I can just do it on a whim seems, yeah, like I haven't figured out the formula to really get that. That doesn't really hit my radar, the the whiteness of my legs. Well, you're, you're, you're always out in the sun. You're wearing yeah. shorts like six months of the year. I do. I wear shorts a lot, but uh, all right. It's not that it's going to be super hot. It's going to be like 80 in Hawaii. It's not like it's That's you know, perfect. breeze. Yeah, I feel like I fear for <laughs> Hawaii, you know, I have a couple polo shirts. Max, I have an Hawaiian shirt. Max says, breathable chinos, also a good show title. <laughs> yeah. The other one was bringer to completion that he suggested. Yeah, nice. he also offered. Chinos 50, are a comfortable pair of pants, Mac. Mac offered to chip in $50 for the Jeremy song, but Robbie said it's going to be $1,000. Yeah, so. I don't know if we can quite. I feel like it's not a good use of our $1,000. More now. importantly, um, yeah, I agree. It's not a good way to spend your money. But um, Mac uh, apparently sent 
Gramps a bunch of Veterans Day deals to take advantage of. What do you mean deals? What does that Like, mean? in other words, like discounts on food and things like that. And I told Mac, well, that'd be great if he'd leave the house. How many of these Veterans Day deals would Gramps take advantage of? Zero. Exactly zero. My dad, unless it was a deal on seeing another Joe performance on TV. He has a friend, <laughs> my dad does, who uh, used the Ocean City place. And as a as a, a thank you, she gave Gramps a gas card. Now, the gas card is for $50, and it's for a gas station that he doesn't go to, so he gave it to me. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't want to he go cross. He won't change his route. Yeah, he will not... You would think he's so bored just to mix it up. See, that's the thing, and I don't spend too much time on this. Yeah, I wanted to get back to me. Yeah, he doesn't. That it doesn't work. His laziness trumps his boredom. It's not even close. So, like for example, if you say, "Hey, go visit your brother," no, because the effort—it's right. the effort that he wants to make no effort. So it doesn't matter how bored he is. We're gonna get people mad at us. Yeah, that's the the All deal. Right. The effort is what he cares about. Right. He wants to do literally as little as possible. Yep, he, that's true. I bought hand and like toe warmers. You ever use those? Yeah, I have it. The Ravens games, I have. Yeah, so yeah. The, I mean, it seems you'll, like something to. No, get. you'll like those for sure. But I bring enough stuff. I I want. I want to do things. I want to show them that I'm, that I want to meet people. I want to get credit because Tommy Davidson is someone who hates the cold. He's someone that you're in the car and it's 90 degrees out and the AC's too high. He's like, it's really cold in here. So he struggles with the cold. And he'll be going to Fairbanks, Alaska. Right. So I'm. So you're going to be the one who's out doing the handshaking and the baby kissing. Well, I'm sure he's going to be doing that because he's supposed to. But I want to. I want to seem like I'm tough and I can handle it. But I'm also cheating it by wearing. Not cheating it. You have to wear a lot of layers at that temperature. There's no toughing it out. But they're going to have to be sympathetic to the fact that there's somebody here to entertain them that they no, can't they throw out be. in the freezing cold. No, but I want to go above and beyond. I want to be able to say, sure, I'll go visit those people on that base. I don't care if we have to walk, uh, you know, uh, t five minutes in the cold. Five minutes is a long time. It you ever, is. You ever seen the movie The Thing? That's how I picture it. I have seen that. Is it? That's how you picture it. That's how this I trip? picture it. Yes. <laughs> well, I, that you'll be I, setting I, things on fire in order to survive. <laughs> Who am I, Kurt Russell? Who am I? Am I the fucking dog? No, you're the uh, you're I'm the, I'm you're the Wilford Brimley, the one that they had stuck out in there. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So so um yeah, we're gonna have Eric and then Justin and then maybe Tommy the day three. He the, his podcast Laugh Under yeah. uh, is recorded that third day. So I, I I'm gonna wait until we get a little bit well, closer when, to try to determine. When you get Tommy, you also get Chris or Steve. Because he does the impression. <laughs> well, speaking of Chris Restivo, so we already talked about the uh, the Vikings game. And if you're a fan That's of the That's who the Ravens beat, in case you weren't sure. Right. Yeah. And if you're a fan of the, uh, the Robin Joe show, you know this already, that he's a big Vikings fan. Now, it's not that the Vikings lose. And by the way, somebody had a T-shirt, and I'm trying to remember what it said, but it said it said, like, the Vikings almost Always, almost win. Yeah, it was a great shirt. Yeah, it was a great yeah, shirt. That's a good Fuck fan. you bitches in the NFL. Yeah. That's it. And so he, of course, he feels like the refs cheated them out of the victory. But it's another victory uh, or, or loss pulled out of the jaws of victory for his right. team. Vikings and, are the best team ever. 
But I did hear some surprising things about the Vikings. You know, they have, I think I told you this already, they have the fifth best record in the Super Bowl era. I thought you were going to say you heard some surprising things about Chris or Steve-O, and I'm like, I don't know. No, everything was perfectly normal. But basically, I texted Chris after the game. <laughs> Maybe we should call him. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think no, so either. But, I don't th- but he's been dying to get back on. And he I has. Don't, I, I think he's. he's I, we, again, we need a formal apology from him. Didn't we establish that? He needs a formal apology from us. Exactly. Oh, sure. I'll give him a formal apology. No, no. He needs to formally apologize to us. Oh, is that what's required? A formal apology? He wants us to formally apologize to him, but we're saying no. If we called him, he would not care about the formal apology. You need to formally apologize to us if you ever want to get back on the show. So I I texted him. It's probably the first time (laughs) in two years. Right. And I said, great game. You can't be disappointed. <laughs> well, Eric messaged him, and I believe bag. there was a lot of expletives and blaming Kirk Cousins and a lot of gay slurs and the refs. Yeah. The yeah. Ravens cheated. The refs cheated everybody. Exactly how you thought he would uh, react. And then he said he punched a hole in the wall. Exactly. Right. He's very, Which, you know, God, when you do is... karate, you can get, he really knows how to get his weight behind his punches. Let me ask you a question. I guess if you did punch that wall, you probably could put a hole in it. But I would think so. You also have to be scared that you'd find a stud. Yeah, if you found I, a stud, you'd break your hand. Have you ever punched a wall really hard? I have. I don't think I have. I, 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 I'm not built that way. I don't punch walls. I'm pretty sure I've slammed my hand against something. I mean, I've thrown things in anger, but I don't. I don't punch walls. Yeah, I broke. I was in the hospital for like three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for punching a wall. Yep. So let's um, talk about Katie at the movie theater. Yeah, so I went to go see the West Ander- the new Wes Anderson, and I knew JL listens. I think JL is not a fan of Wes Anderson. Really? Yeah, and that always bothers me. Because oh, yeah, I think, I, think he's I, overrated. I do have a lot of respect for JL's opinion of mm-hmm. movies. He, he swings and misses hard on a few of them, but, but this is his biggest swing and miss, not knowing the genius of Wes Anderson. Because, mm-hmm. man, his movies, they are so gorgeous right right? they're gorgeous they're strange they're interesting they're funny i mean obviously you have to kind of escape into this abstract but to think that they're bad is just that's i don't he can't think that sometimes we mischaracterize his views so you know he gets mad well he can he can correct me i'm not saying that if he thinks they're bad right that's a dumb thing to think but if he just it's not his thing. That's different. Right. Okay. And that may be where he is. Right. Because this guy, what he can do. I mean, really, he's an artist. I don't even know what this new movie is. So I'll give you the premise. It doesn't What's really it ruin anything. It's called The French Dispatch. Okay. And it's about a magazine. Mm-hmm. And they, the idea was the uh, the um, uh, editor of the magazine and I guess the, the owner or president or the guy who runs the magazine is played by Bill Murray. And he put in his will that the last episode, once he passes, that's the last episode. It'll be basically an obituary, and the magazine will come out, and then that'll be it. And they shut everything down, and people get a, a, a severance package, and everything's sold, and it's over. The that's it. Episode, that's not the right word, is it? The edition. 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 Yes. They say episode. Edition, right. Yes. right. So you get to literally look at what occurs on the pages. It's loosely based on a true story. Okay, that's interesting. And everybody who's ever anybody in Hollywood is in this movie. I mean, it's just unbelievable how many actors. If you see the poster for it. Are those two guys that Jeremy overheard fighting, are they in it? They're in it, yeah. yeah. That's correct. <laughs> they're they're also in it. But um, um, 
Hey, uh, Mac just said in chat, Rushmore by Wes Anderson is my favorite movie. I'll tell you a story about Rushmore. It's the first time in my life that I ever rented a movie. I watched it, and then I put it back in and watched it again. Rushmore. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's it's really, really, really. You know who's in it is uh, Brian Cox. From ah, Succession, yeah, he's uh, Logan Roy. Logan Roy is in it, yeah. He's the uh, the the dean or the uh, the head of the school, the private school that he goes to. He's Rushmore. always a powerful man. Uh, but anyway, so we saw that movie and I loved it. But that's not the story. So Katie and I, let me see how to say this. When we go to see these movies, we prepare, we pregame for these. Okay, like almost in a way, but not exactly how. Um, Tommy, when he watches a new exactly. Marvel sci-fi movie, does the mushrooms. Yes. Yeah. We will, I don't do mushrooms before I go to movies, but I prepare for it you in, don't, in a different way. You, you go in. With I the, smoke sure. what, is what I do. Right. And I get myself to a place where I can kind of really get lost in the movie, which is what I really want to do. Okay. So, But that makes us a little goofy, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're in that recliner. I think I told you already that the last time I went to go see uh, the Sopranos movie, I saw that. Did I tell you this already? I saw this with her. her I saw Katie and I. Uh-huh. I don't think you did. Oh, you'll like this story. Katie and I, her parents, and their friends. Cool. Right? Um, Dave and Bonnie Ullman. They went to the, the movies with us. Get there. They're reclining seats. Everybody reclines. Frank and Dave, no, they won't recline. They sit <laughs> straight up. Right? And Frank's like, that's gay. <laughs> And so he they, likes to be focused at attention when he watches his. Movie. So they sat straight up <laughs> in these chairs. That, yes, hand across their heart. And I just reclined. They were <laughs> they were making fun of me. Right. Like, why are you comfortable? <laughs> you should be uncomfortable. But anyway, we're in this same theater. Our seats are reclined. Katie drops her phone, and it goes through her chair. Okay. Okay. And we're reaching back behind. We're trying to get this phone. We can't get to it. Oh, that's annoying. She has floor. to lay on the floor, ah. face down, e. crawl under the sta- the seat. <laughs> Do you have any idea? Okay, I even think about. It, I feel nauseous <laughs> thinking about it. This is before the movie started, or during it. During it. Oh Jesus! And she's underneath of there. Oh God! And she's even thinking about the hair and the peanuts uh, and all the, everything that is was. She under using it. your phone as a flashlight. Yes. Or? Okay. And she said it. Disgusting. <laughs> well, it was under there, and she down lit- there is just uh, down there. It looks like Jeremy's apartment, and and she yes, and she was under there for a good. I don't want to exaggerate, <laughs> twenty but minutes, sixty seconds. Right. It felt like an eternity. Yeah, and she came out. And of course, she go went home. She had to shower like crazy, <laughs> like she was exposed to radiation. Um, Justin Tucker is in chat. Probably not the real Justin Tucker. Congrats, he says, Justin. Uh, good game. Rob's Comedy Tour, 0 to 80 degrees. That's a good name. I like it. Bottle Rocket is amazing. Agreed, Mac. Royal Tenenbaum's also great. Agreed. Everyone brags on the Grand, the, uh, Grand Budapest, but it pales in comparison to those three. I like Grand Budapest, but I do like it the least out of those. Mm-hmm. I love the fabulous Mr. Fox as well. Um, yeah, I. Uh, but I, I agree. Uh, Bottle Rocket, the Royal Tenenbaums, and, and Rushmore are my three favorite Wes Anderson movies. Robbie, you agree? Well, I I was when I was responding to Mac in chat when he said that the uh, the um, Rushmore was his favorite. That my favorite are my favorites are Bottle Rocket and the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, a Rushmore is my favorite, oh, and then Bottle Rocket and then the Royal Tenenbaums. But those are the best three. Um, I really like Moonrise Kingdom too. 
but they're all really they they're just yeah i mean i it's almost like hey do you like this band and the right. songs they they sing songs that sound like do you like the ramones you know all their songs are going to sound the same right ACDC. But, yeah but they're but they're all good and they all rock so that's how i feel about wes anderson movies well let's take a break and i want to talk about one of my favorite subjects dealing with robbie and that's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it's favorite holiday. Yeah, Rob and Joe Show. Be right back. Hello, this is Justin Schlegel, actor, comedian, radio personality, father, philanthropist. In this holiday season, get ready to laugh your fat, jolly ass off when you see Die Laughing Productions' new murder mystery, A Murder on 34th Street. It's Christmas Eve, and while last-minute shoppers fill the streets of New York's Herald Square to find the perfect gift, one person will find themselves murdered. It will be up to Clark Griswold, that's me, to save Christmas and solve the case. Come out, enjoy a show, and maybe even join the cast yourself. Eat, drink, laugh, solve a murder. You're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Debuting December 11th at the Bright Box Theater in Winchester. For upcoming show dates and more info, please visit DieLaughingProductions.com. The Robin Joe Show. So... You are um, dating someone new, Robbie. We can say that. That's fair to say. Okay. It's You've been dating on. her for about two weeks. Is that also fair to say? That is correct. All right. If you want more detail, you, there's other places that you can consume this. Maybe the bonus show. But for here, Robbie has a girl that he's interested in. He's he's a guy. Once he finds somebody he's interested in, he doesn't really pursue anything else until this thing either exhausts itself. Or, you know, it that's his new girlfriend. Is that fair to say, Robbie? Also correct. Okay. okay. He's, wow, he sounds like he's on the stand. He's he doesn't <laughs> want to give any more information than he has to. I just, if it were me, and I think if it was most people, if I started dating someone in the October, this is even late October for you, that the idea of spending Thanksgiving at either places at family not just together maybe if you're both loners it's right but at one of someone's house with their family would be just not even something that i would consider nor even christmas it, it would be like we're not valentine's almost, day would be the maybe right. new year's right that might be well, the new first year's is less of a family right holiday. more of a party now. right correct and i would feel like not only would i would i would almost feel like if i were to suggest that that would be a red flag yeah, like, well, what are you talking about? We just started. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But you also get a feel for those things, right? The idea that, all right, remember I told the story about the hay on the bonus show? Mm-hmm. You get a feel for things. So if that's something, and it's also Robbie's birthday. But it, I don't believe, but Robbie, this seems to be a, a theme. So I don't know if it's a feel. I think it's an M.O. No, no, Robbie, look. Robbie, I, I'm bringing this up, Robbie, because you have, it probably won't happen, but you have thrown out the invitation. Yeah, you've invited this new person to Thanksgiving, but I. what if she hears this? I want her to feel welcome. No, I, I I'd like for her to come. Oh, of course. If that's going to be Robbie's girlfriend. It's, it's a welcoming environment. That's not about that. It's just what you feel that that makes sense. Christmas is different. And as Joe said, Thanksgiving is also my birthday. And typically, our Thanksgivings are pretty much open to the homeless, to 
you know, strays, various people who don't, don't have anywhere else to go. It's a more casual open It's very, There's yes. No religious... You've been there. You've yes, been to it before. I, yeah, yeah, to yes, exactly. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, Christmas, that would be weird. And I, I'm not saying that's not on the table, but I, I, I have not considered that. Yeah, but if she comes to Thanksgiving. Yes, it's possible. And, yeah, but I again, mean, she has a big family in the area. So it's. Are you going to go to hers? I have not been invited, and, they, and, and there's invited. no definitive plans on that yet. But okay. I, I would, I've extended the invitation. I said I know you're probably going to have other plans, but since it's my birthday, you, I, I want you to know that you are welcome if you'd like to come. That's it. No, pr- I said, I said definitely no pressure on that. I, I will completely understand. What I, was her response? She said, oh, you know, that's very sweet. Thank you. I wouldn't even know what. Her, that, that's very sweet. Thank you means I'm not coming, which is not a, a, a that's completely understandable. No, of course, it's right. understandable. No, it, but, I would complete. I, I think it's like a 15 to 20 percent chance. Right. Okay. I don't even. What is the etiquette for her getting you a birthday present? She's going to get you a birthday present, is she? Well, I would think that maybe she would consider giving me a card or something. A card, a card, yes, but you I mean, not a, not a, not, not going to get you a espresso maker no, or anything. No, okay. no, no, no. no. And, and that would be weird, but I wouldn't be surprised if she got me a small gift or a card. What if now, if if you don't remember, at the Robinson Thanksgiving, you each go around the room and you, what do you put, a popcorn kernel or something? Three. In? Yes. You put three into that, uh, whatever, decanter. Yeah, decanter is a you, good And word. you give three things that you're thankful or particularly happy about. The things you're most thankful for. Yes, and you know damn well that those two, if they're both there, are going to be thankful for their new relationship. One of the kernels is going to be used on something that's been existed for three weeks. So you would be obligated to Of course, yes. That would definitely be one of your kernels, Robbie. Well, I would have to make her go first. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What if she's like, I'm thankful for meeting Robbie's family, for my dog, and my job. Next. But you could get that. You could say I'm thankful for uh, having new people in my life or something. That, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that would be okay. good. Thanks, but, Rob, for the suggestion. No problem. I might need it. But so you started this courtship relationship, you know, at the end of October. Correct. So about a month, four to five weeks before the actual Thanksgiving. At what point, like if you started this today, November, mm-hmm. whatever it is, seventh. I don't even know what it is. Eighth. Would you not even consider the thing? When? When's the cutoff? When is it? It's, it's crazy to even mention Thanksgiving. Um, like right now would be weird. Um, if I just had start, had one or two dates at this point, that would be very weird to okay. suggest that she come and be someplace where she's going to meet my family. Yes, that would be very strange. What's the? What's the? But two. But two weeks earlier, it's not. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing? Well, again, there's been a lot of progress in the relationship during you, that time. No, you uh, you move fast. Yeah. So what's the uh, weirdest isn't right. What's the most disturbing thing that she could actually say she's thankful for that, that would bother you? It has to be real. She can't say Hitler. She's not going to say that. I'm thankful. <laughs> Something for, that she would really say she's I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all the wonderful men I met this year on said app. She, but that's, I don't think she would say that, would she? No. Um, I'm thankful for the vaccine mandate. <laughs> I'm thankful to to be an, uh, an, to enjoying this independent lifestyle. <laughs> hmm. Something that would imply that she's just 
you guys are just, it's like a fling or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy that Robbie doesn't want to really take this too seriously. <laughs> I'm thankful to find someone who doesn't, yeah, that's not, yeah, that would be good, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think what's, uh, I'm thankful for my big move to Florida next month. Because, <laughs> is that, are we saying that? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. That's not true. There's no next month. Um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to. I'm thankful for hearing Joe Robinson sing "Bring It On Home." <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful. No, that, that would be weird. Able to, I'm yeah. thankful to be to now be part of a family with a recognized t televised professional <laughs> singer, <laughs> a TV star. Yeah. I never thought I'd be really break bread with a TV star, <laughs> but, but it, here he is. It would and not be those movie star Jeremy Woodworth. <laughs> it it wouldn't be surprising if Gramps was thankful for Joe singing. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. When are we, oh, I want to be part of this then. Because I want to guess what Gramps will be thankful for. Huh. Yeah, uh, I, I think. I'm guessing it's probably standard stuff. It's going to yeah. be his comfy yeah. recliner. No. no. Family feud. Crown his Jaws Royal. puzzle. No. no. <laughs> and, By the way, the Jaws puzzle was thrown in the garbage. Do you oh, know yes. that? No, it was there last time I was there. And so, Orange Smash would be the third thing. Yeah, Graham said to me, he goes, hey, uh, what do you want me to do with this Jaws puzzle? I, I go, throw it away. He goes, do you think somebody might want it? I'm like, Gave <laughs> yes, but it's easier just to throw it away. Yeah, and, right, of course. And so I saw it sitting there, and I just threw it in the garbage. <laughs> when I came in today, it was back out. And so I threw it back in the garbage. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm. He's going to say I'm thankful that that Joe got rid of that stupid Jaws puzzle. He probably is thankful for that. Yeah. You know how many pieces he put into that puzzle? Zero. Zero. Not one. Right. He never clicked one, what do you call it, teardrop into right. one. Yeah. No, he was stood his ground on that. I want to get back to more Robbie. Not okay. relationship stuff. Different. <laughs> sure. So we write, we have a new murder mystery, new Christmas murder mystery that we're yeah, debuting this year. You and I got together to write for the first time in a long time, and it really... Was, it was easy. An, it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it was really good. Rob and I were cracking each other up. We wrote it. It, it was really good. Rob had some ideas. I'm able to punch them up. We say these things. We're laughing. And then what we do is we take the finished product and we give it to Robbie. Yeah, and let's give a little backstory. It's it's miracle. Or excuse me, murder on 34th Street, and we're sort of combining Christmas movie universes. And, right. And Christmas of, vacation and a Christmas carol. And we right. just ran a spot for it during the break. Right. And Christmas carol, of course, is known for the, the, the Scrooge and, Right. And there's character. been several movies that took on that story arc right. where the different ghosts of the different Christmases come to visit him to talk about what got you there. Right. Who you are today. And what your future looks like if you don't change your evil ways. It's a pretty standard, right? you know. So yeah. we were going to write those Ghosts of Christmas Past, mm -hmm. Present, and Future. Joe will be that character. Yeah, so. and, and when we were reading them back to each other, we were laughing. Like genuinely yeah, we laughing. Want them like, to be, we want them to A, be funny, and B, they need, they, right. they need to make sense in terms of the story. You know, this is how you, – you, you guys understand the story arc of yeah. this character. Yeah. So we give it to Robbie, right? Honestly – not necessarily seek his approval, but more to be like, hey, man, look at this. Isn't this good? And Robbie didn't like it. No, that's not true. You said it was sad. You said <laughs> the ghost of Christmas <laughs> past was sad. It was a sad tale. What I told. said was dry without Joe's voice on the paper. It kind of made me sad. 
Okay, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me at all, right? So I'm. I can gonna, see where the comedy will lie, and I can, and and I know the, that your delivery will make yeah, it completely read different. Some of it? I'm going to read what Robbie said was sad. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're really going to read it? Just the first sentence. Can I do the first yeah, joke? Of course. So it's uh, ooh, I am the ghost of Christmas past. Character's name's Ed Benizer. Give that laugh away too. Yeah. Ebenezer, I remember one of your earliest Christmases. All you wanted was a stuffed animal. So your dad went out, shot a deer, stuffed it, and gave it to you. But before he could mount it on the wall above your bed, you cuddled up with it and fell asleep. The next morning, you woke up with ringworm. That's the joke. And and you were... Now there's a lot, came to your eye, Robbie. There's a lot more to that, but obviously there is a lot more. The, the, right, the but whole the idea thing is, together the idea feels is, very tragic. It's a stuffed animal, like a bear, like a teddy bear. Yes. No, he shot a deer and mounted it. <laughs> yes. The guy went to bed with it, and that thing gave him ringworm. And you're sad about that? You Listen, don't see? Listen, I told you, obviously, I recognize the humor in it. That's not the <laughs> point. It just read dry when I was first reading it. It just struck me as sad. What's so weird about that? That was okay, sad? But it's in the middle of it's our murder so mystery. It's so ridiculous. ridiculous and sad. Right. It is ridiculous. But right. Like, I, like in my you mind. You thought that a kid wanted a stuffed animal. His dad instead killed a, a live animal. You guys animal, think I don't get the jokes? It. I get the jokes. I'm stuffed telling you five that bucks. out of yes, yes. reading it, reading it out of context of the show, just reading them because you guys sent me. You know the me. context yeah, of you the know show. It. I know it, but you guys sent them to me separately. I hadn't read but the script read recently. The script. Uh, yes, I'm reading it out thing. of context, and I'm just reading it over without Joe's voice in my head. I'm just reading it dry, and it made me sad. What well, do you want? Literally made you sad. It made you sad <laughs> that it got ringworm from instead of getting a teddy bear, he went hunting and really stuffed an animal and went to bed with it and got ringworm that was sad it just struck me a weird way at the moment when i read it i don't know what's so weird about that if, if that were if that, listen look, just for a second is, if is that Jack was crying if you were reading that head. if you were reading that not in the context of the murder mystery and just reading that and reading that as a true story you'd go oh my god this is so horrible okay but robbie it's impossible for you to read what we do without it being in the yes, context you know of the right Norm you know the context you, robbie you, normally quick, yes normally real, yes it was just in that moment it Real just quick, struck me that way. Justin Tucker in chat says, that's as sad as the little kid with the taped, with the bird that had its head popped off and they taped it back on in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Robbie's like, oh, that's tragic. Hey, that's Jeremy, by the way, Justin Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really, I laughed. I think it'll get laughs when we start talking about yes. this kid's tragic. Oh, I never, ever, ever thought for one second it would not get laughs. Okay. Well, at the end, did, were you feeling uh, happy as the story arc? Did that, did it? If that made you sad, did it? What about instead of ringworm, we say psoriasis and tether? Would that be better? <laughs> would, that, would that make you, you know feel what, better? Like, sad would be you were nine years old. Your house burnt down, killing your parents yeah. and your dog. <laughs> yeah. You hated Chris ever since. That's sad. No, that would have made me laugh. That would have made you laugh. That would have made you laugh. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A yeah. serial killer raped and murdered <laughs> your mom and three sisters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're just giggling. Yeah. But anyway, I know Robbie. I didn't read it, but I guess he fixed it. Well, no, there's no, 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 no. There was just one sentence thing that it. I needed to address. Yeah, that was feel it. free to read it, Joe. I mean, he's, uh, you know, you yeah, have, no, you to, you're going to be reading these lines. I'll just, I'll read just it. read it. I'll just read it the day of. <laughs> <laughs> it's you the first thing I've actually participated in. Right. Now I got to go read the 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 fix. Did we tell? It did was we talk very about? very minor. 
Yeah, no, it's very minor. Can we talk about you not realizing that you came up with Ed Benizer? Yeah, that was that was weird because it, it, God, it sounds like such a dick move. Here's what happened: I was reading the script, and the guy, the protagonist's name is Ed Benizer, and I go, "Oh my God, that's really funny." And Rob goes, "Yeah, that was your idea." Because <laughs> <laughs> one day leaving here, I was just ta- telling you about where I was with the script. And then I was trying to come up with a way of calling right. this guy Ebenezer Scrooge right. without calling him Ebenezer Scrooge. And, and I Scrooge. said Ebenezer. Right. And then I was like, that's funny. That's good. And then I put that in, and then you were like, wow, that's the best. Well, I'm glad, I could, I, I'm glad I was able to con- <laughs> contribute. Hey, that's one other thing. Um, uh, uh, Jeremy says in chat, Ebenezer Scrooge isn't Jewish. I don't know, I don't know what this joke is right here. Sure but he mentions right. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler is in the Wes Anderson movie. Area and the Fonz, but he's not going to be in our murder mystery because it's too sad. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Robbie, you watched something about nudity and and movies and cinema. Yeah, tell us about that. I I think it was on Hulu actually, and it's Have called it. it's called Skin: The History of Nudity in Film. I think that's do you the get guy. to see all the nude scenes? Yeah, it's a yeah, good they question. yeah, like but all the way back to you know like the early early days of film, you know. So there's nudity on Hulu. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess they have movies. Yeah, I guess it makes. Yeah, sense. I mean, you, and you see all of the nudity all crunched together in one in one two hour movie. Did they sort of without doing it? Because I'm curious. Come up with like the Mount Rushmore of nude scenes. They definitely mentioned a few nude scenes. As give us some. I want to know if I've seen. Them. Well, obviously, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Phoebe yeah. Case. Yes. And uh, and they talked about um, Star Eighty. With Mario Hemingway, you know, she played the Playboy model, and she got breast implants for the movie. Huh? Okay. You know, Star Eighty, that. the Playboy model that got killed by her husband and he committed suicide. Uh, you don't remember Star Eighty? But no. was that is that supposed to be sad? Because to me, that's sad. I've seen Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely right. talked about Showgirls. Did they talk about Crying Game? Yes, they did. Do Crying Game too? Yeah, that was my least favorite. <laughs> and they did, and they did talked about the pawnbroker, but like Schindler's List, the nudity is not gratuitous it's like part of the real reality of it what about sharon stone doing the uncrossing yes of the legs? they definitely address that dorothy stratton is who mariel hemingway yes played in dorothy Star stratton 80 oh and hugh hefner is played by cliff robertson yes and eric roberts plays the husband the crazy husband i'm not I, saying it belongs on the mount rushmore but i mean when Halle Berry finally got naked, I, yes. I remember that being a big deal to me. Yeah, and I remember hey, they didn't have they didn't have that in on the in the movie. Well, she was naked in a uh, couple movies. Swordfish, yes, yeah, sword but that wasn't. It was the other one, Monsters Ball. Exactly when uh, when just Billy Bob Billy Thornton Bob. was behind her, and yes. oh yeah, no, that was uh, right. that was worth a watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jeremy says uh, Star Eighty is almost as funny as Platoon or Elephant Man. <laughs> what else? That's all I can think of off the top of my head. I think the first boob I ever saw uh, that wasn't a drawing. I think I know this too. Was uh, Benny Hill. Oh. Hmm. So Benny Hill. A drawing? You mean a picture in a magazine? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but no, not a picture in a magazine. Like a, a drawing. Okay. Yeah. But when I, w- I don't, maybe I have an earlier memory of seeing a, a boob, but I remember Benny Hill 
would come on late at night, and every once in a while, I guess the FCC didn't grab it, and there'd be a boob on te- television. Well, there, it was Safe Harbor ah. that late at night back then. Was that what it was? Yeah. Ah, good times. Yeah, I remember the first R-rated movie my dad took us to, and mm-hmm. that was a movie called Semi-Tough. Let me see what year that oh, came out. I think I remember I'm going to see what movie that came out, because it was the first R-rated movie that my dad ever took me to, and it had Burt, starred Burt Reynolds, 1977. Okay. So that was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Well, we did see boobs before that in a film. What are you, 67, What, what movie is that, Robbie? Um, our aunt and uncle took us to this theater to see American Graffiti. Oh, yeah, we did ah. see that. Now, and there I is re- a scene in that movie, Rob, where a girl go, is going by in a car and flashes another car going by. So I'm, let me say this. I have a distinct memory of that. But I remember them mooning people, and that's there was what, mooning also. That's what stuck with me, and that's Richard Dreyfuss and Ron Howard is in that, and I have a pretty good memory. And whatever year that movie came out, like I, this is how old I am. Let's take a look. American. It was seventy-five. Okay, so I'm six years old. It's seventy-three. Okay, so I'm four, and I remember <laughs> it. I remember seeing a butt, and okay. of course, me thinking that's the funniest of thing course. I'd ever seen. And there was one time where American Graffiti was the most profitable movie in, in cinematic history. Because it cost... Really? It cost seven, nothing to make. It cost $777,000 to make. It made $140 million. And $140 million back Hell then yeah. in 1973 is absolutely Massive. insane. I think, in, I, thought, I think I saw mo- nudity in this movie, or maybe they were just so close to naked that it felt like nudity. But Blue Lagoon. Oh, yeah. What year is that? So that's uh, that's uh, Brooke Shields. Yeah, and that just some kid who was never anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blue. Lagoon. But I remember watching that eighty with my dad yeah. and some at the, and then some woman he was hanging out with at her house. So I turned so twelve I like seven. in eighty, uh, but I was eleven for most of eighty, and I don't think I ever saw the Blue Lagoon. Is Brooke Shields naked in that? See, that's where I, I my in my memory she is, She's or she be, just right? might have been almost so close to naked. To me, that was it felt like she was naked because that would be the closest I'd seen. It has an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, The Blue Lagoon. Oh, I remember it being a cinematic masterpiece. I remember seeing a movie. I think it was called The Four Seasons, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to look here. And Alan Alda. Alan Alda, but it also had Alan Alda. It also naked? had uh, Alan Alda's not mate naked. <laughs> I'm, let me see if I'm right about that. And it also has Bo Derek in it, I believe. Let me just make sure I'm right about that. Perfect uh, 10. Uh, hold on. Yeah, 10 was definitely in the movie. Yeah, hold on. The Four Seasons, I got to go movie. But I remember that whatever movie it was, and this might not be it, but um, she was coming out of a hot tub. Go on. So this might not be it because I don't see her in this. They had about Schmidt in the movie also. Oh, my God. That one's oh, horrific. Is that Kathy Bates? <laughs> yes. So this yeah. isn't the movie. I'm going to find this movie where Brooke Shields is jumping out of a hot tub. I think Alan Alda is in it as well. So i got to find this movie. And that had a big impact on me because the first time I saw boobs in slow motion. So that movie is, let's see here. I don't have it yet. I want to get back here. i got to get in the... I got to get in the early 80s. A Change of Seasons. That's the name oh, of the movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's and, talk about today's movies because now with... You Shirley MacLaine, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Bo Derek, uh, and then nobody else that you would of note. Hey, also in that movie, Joe, was magic. 
because so, Anne, Anne Margaret yeah. got naked in, in her film. That was 79. Carnal right? Knowledge, and then she got naked in the um, in Magic. And they, uh, that I feel was like important. Ariel be- hasn't understood anything in this. No, I'm stuff. sorry, Ariel. I'm trying to get it to today's movies. But, but that was, but. Uh, stay in the 70s. But well, Anne Margaret was like a very clean cut, you know, like an Annette Funicello type up until that point. Yeah, and that was 78 was magic. And I remember it was, I was terrified of it. And my father and, and mother took me to go see it in the movie theater. Mm. I guess this was some way of overcoming my fears. And I remember being so scared of it that I was glad about the sex scenes because I'm like, oh, they'll never be able to put this on television. Meanwhile, hey, stop. (laughs) It's been on television a bazillion times, of course, yes. I've seen it many times since. Is there any movie in recent memory that the the nudity has particularly excited you knowing think. full well that now we well, have it, the access to porn it was the t it was that tv show true detective man oh you're right that yeah, woman that when great. she was took off her clothes yeah. in front of wardy harrelson man you were like holy shit both girls so there was That's the girl true. the stenographer yeah. and then it was the other girl that was in that show uh uh what's it called um that you made me watch uh oh yeah her. In the lotus the white lotus the one girl oh yes. yeah i'm gonna watch yeah. that but that girl, and he then, see it, but the next girl, I did see the white list. The uh, next Robbie. girl that he, remember the girl that worked at T-Mobile? Mm-hmm. She, she's in that movie, Robbie, with the guy from, uh, from the boys. What's that, you know? Um, yeah, I can't think of his. The name of the town. His, uh, what the hell's the matter with us? It's um, Banshee. Whatever. Banshee. That's it, Banshee. But I don't know, I don't remember the character. And she's name. naked in every, she's oh, All over naked. the place. Yeah, which is, which I appreciate. I remember, and maybe this is just. Because her character was so twisted and fucked up that it, I was attracted to it. Was uh, what's her name in Gone Girl? Rosamund. Uh, what's her name? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just, Rosamund Pike or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's just so terrifyingly evil and and just nailed that part in her nudity. It's just something about it. I was like, ah. Oh. Well, you know, you see the girl that is in the Bond movie in the new Wes Anderson movie, um, the love interest. She's gorgeous. Like, I don't know her name. And she, you get to see her complete everything, mm. you know. And I already told you the things I want to see the most. Her personality. Her personality first. Yeah. No, if I'm looking at a naked body mm-hmm. part, it's boobs first. Butt second, vagina third. I, I don't. I don't care. That you don't see, even, I look at it. I don't differently. even see your vagina. I'm turned on by the fact that she's willing to show her vagina. Yeah. She was standing there in full. I, I know what you're saying, but that's right? what gets me. Yeah, it's not the just the visual. It's oh. She's just so fucking, yeah, you can see my fucking vagina. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, if you look like that, you can't wait to show your vagina. Okay, but there's a lot of, uh, (laughs) you know, attractive tens that that have been topless, but you're not seeing anything else or you're seeing their ass. Well, maybe this didn't call for it. But it it should almost never call for it. It called for it in this. He was painting her. It called for it. It called for it. So, yeah, it wouldn't have made any sense for him to be painting her. Eric is naked in almost all our murder mysteries. It's never called for. Yes, and I'm constantly <laughs> dressing him with my eyes. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, I'm trying to think um, because oh, another big one for me. Yeah. It was this mentioned Porky's. Porky's was big for me, and I remember getting to my mom, and I feel so awkward now thinking about it, renting that from Errol's, I believe, at the time. And in uh, me describing him uh, putting the penis through the fucking peephole or whatever. <laughs> and and yes. I'm, I'm like, God, that had to make her so uncomfortable. 
I think we've talked about Porky's. We have talked about it. Yeah, yeah not but that I do ago. remember that being a movie like, wow, this is... I've never seen more nudity in my life than in that movie. Did I probably already, still haven't. Did we already talk about that the premise of it is that there's a guy whose dick is so small, his dick name's Pee-wee, and the idea is that if something happens, this girl has to fuck him. And then at the end, she has sex with Pee-wee, and he's amazing. That, is that, do I remember that correctly, Robbie? Yes. I have no idea what that, that is. That is exactly correct. That is what happens in the movie. Right. Yeah, and the girl is uh, Wendy. He's Pee-wee. Wendy agrees to have sex with them if they do something. I'm sure it had to do with the club Porkies. Did anybody of those people go on to things? Did Kim anybody... Cattrall. Yeah, Kim Cattrall was in. Uh... She's had some good nudity in. Uh, yeah, in, Sex in the City. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's got to be the biggest star. Let's see who else. What was her Porkies. What was her nickname in Porkies? It was uh, Lassie. La- <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's who's in. Here's who's in Porkies. Let's see if anybody else went on to start them. You recognize the guy who played Pee-wee. Uh, not actor. really any Jeremy work with these people. Else, friends meat. with them. There's a guy named Meat. Jeremy knows Meat. <laughs> he had a giant hog, and his, his nickname was after that. Yeah, there's really nobody. Alex Karras is in it. He's a sheriff. Oh yeah, he's a former NFL player. Yeah. That's basically the most famous person. You recognize this guy who played Mr. Carter? I assume he's a teacher. Nobody else. Kim Cattrall is Coach by Carter. far the biggest star. Ever to come out of the movie Porky's, but this guy Dan Monahan, I think I've seen him in other things. Let's see what else he was in. The name sounds familiar. Hey, here's the three movies he's most known for. You ready? Okay. Number one, Porky's. <laughs> Porky's Number two, two Porky's Two. <laughs> Number three, Porky's Revenge. Oh, that's great. Do you think? What a career! In the last ten years. Someone has ran into Kim Cattrall and said, "Aren't you the girl from Porky's?" Yes, of course. And not as seriously, not not trying to be yeah, funny. There are definitely people who have seen Porky's who never saw one episode of Sex in the City. I promise you. Yeah, <laughs> one of them lives in the house I'm in right now. <laughs> of course, Gramps. he would. Yes, Gramps. Gramps took us to see Porky's. <laughs> he took you to see it. He did. It and- was a family outing. Dude, Porky's came out in 81, <laughs> so that year I turned... We're going to see Porky's. Get we did go to see Porky's. I was 12. We didn't see Porky's. And what I remember is the girl, they called her Lassie because when she had when she orgasmed or whatever, she started yeah. barking or whatever. Yeah. And so he shoved the sock in her mouth. That was what I thought <laughs> sex was like. A, that's, what I, I, that's what I learned. You ever heard, made a girl bark? No, of course not. <laughs> Barely make it make any noise. <laughs> Is that a good episode, Dotto? He took us to Porky's. <laughs> took us to see Porky's. You know what else my dad took us to see? Go ahead. Porky's too. <laughs> yeah. I remember the we plot. definitely we definitely had, had this name. exact same conversation. I, I know we have. We've oh, already we had have. a Porky's title. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. I say I remember the plot of Porky's too? Did oh, I say yes. that? I'm sure we have. This is that sign in a Seinfeld where they're repeating it. Yeah. Did we already have this? It was about the button I, being too high. God, I feel like all of this we've said before. <laughs> we've, they God. never get tired of hearing about Porky's. God. What's the chat saying? Are they shitting on us to talking about the same? <laughs> Max says the episode should be called "Silent Sex with Joe." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Look Mac to had see a lot it. of suggestions. Max been on a roll tonight. No, we don't. I, they're not. They're not. There's no mutiny for uh, for talking about Porky's multiple times. Hey, here's something, and then we'll leave you with yeah. this. I don't know if I mentioned this. I worked for a guy mm-hmm. who was one of the producers on Porky's. He was my boss. Wow. His name was Eddie Rosenberg. He wow. was a fucking dick. Can we get him? Can we get him on the show? No, he would. I, 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 don't, I remember I remember. I, I was going to quit, 
And I'm like, huh, if I get fired, maybe I can then say I got hired, fired for because he was abusive boss. Uh, okay. I nearly didn't feel abused, but I was like, you right. know what? If he got he me too, you? Yeah, I was thinking if, if <laughs> I could just be like, I'm not going to work under these conditions or whatever. But then I was trying to bait him, and he wouldn't he shit wouldn't on hurt. me anymore. Yeah, it didn't work. So. All right, real quick, Ryan Dassing, love the, the Mint Wireless Jeremy thing. <laughs> but then Sharon Bailey says that Mint Wireless is awesome, and then it, Ryan Reynolds yes. is the CEO, and it's a legitimate company. She uses it. It's a great deal. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, It's true. I was talking to somebody. So Jeremy's friends with Ryan Reynolds. About Mint Mobile, and they said told me the same thing. Yeah. They said Ryan Reynolds owns Mint Mobile. So maybe Jeremy is on to something. We should all switch to Mint Well, yeah, Jeremy's in the business. He probably got the hookup. Jeremy loves to drop a celebrity name now and again, and he did not in connection with Mint Mobile. Now I mean, in every conversation he's ever been in. What? I've never heard him mention a celebrity in his well, life. Well, when I say celebrity, celebrity I put that yeah. in parentheses. Remember the guy who was quotes. Uh, the toll booth <laughs> guy? It was his understudy. That's who, he's, that's who we interviewed. <laughs> We just dropped Porky's references, <laughs> so who are we to talk? All right. Hey, enjoy Eric Woodworth next week. Yeah, Eric Woodworth next week. The week after that, Justin Schlegel. Probably Tommy the week after that, Tommy yeah. Simbaza. But we'll, we'll let you yeah, know. big shoes to fill, fellas. And, uh, and then Rob will be back, and he'll have stories. A lot of stories. All right, I'll see you, man. Later. Mike O'Mara, Radio Entertainment. <laughs>